Well, welcome 2024. I know, that's crazy. Me and my parents are having this conversation about, like, them thinking this year sounded futuristic when they were back in the 80s, like being teenagers and stuff. It is futuristic. And then what would, like, uh, me being 60, which they are now, what year would that be? And it would be 2060, which is crazy. Well, ish. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep coming and they come quicker and quicker. I guess that's just part of getting older. Yeah, I think there's some sort of philosophy around that. <laughs> yeah, it's percentage of your life or something. Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, for those just joining us, welcome to Tampa Talk. It's January 5th. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. All right, what are we talking about? Well, on January 1st, so a couple of days ago, um, in 1926, the cool piece of Tampa history was that the first professional football game was played between the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Cardinals. Um, the Tampa game, Cardinals? Yeah, I guess All they used right. to be the old team. The game was played at Plant Field, which was a field built by Henry B. Plant um, across the Hillsborough River from Tampa as part of his Tampa Bay Hotel Resort, which I, I believe is UT now. Mm -hmm. um, and the Bears won because they had this guy called Harold Red Grange. I guess he was a big deal at the time. Um, and Grange actually left quite a name for himself in Tampa, getting like speeding tickets over in Temple Terrace at the Country Club and buying a property over at the other um, golf course, which is now the one in Carrollwood. Um, so he, apparently this Grange guy was like all around town causing trouble before he left uh, Tampa. Just while he was here for the game. And that's, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, first pro football game, January 1st, 1926. That's amazing. Yeah. Pretty cool. And, and Plant Field really stayed like a staple of all our events, right? Uh, the the photo we shared in the new in the uh, newsletter is actually of a Led Zeppelin concert. Uh, oh, really? Forty six thousand people packed into this stadium that this pro football game was played at. Okay, so that was at this field. Yeah, that wasn't okay. But even just headline reading, I was like, is that like Tampa where Tampa Stadium is yeah. or something? No, okay. Um, but yeah, so in modern news though. Um, Florida schools prepare to uh, change start times. So I guess it was signed into law um, by the governor's office that mandated that districts start middle school classes after eight and high school classes at 830 or later. And so I guess some schools in Hillsborough County have already started this shift. Um, but it is a big challenge. The biggest barrier being uh, bus drivers. So mm. having bus drivers available um, to make these later school start times possible. Um, so they have until 2026 to implement the shift and uh, people are talking about it still because <laughs> they don't know what to do. That's interesting. So what, oh, what is this background? I guess I don't know what time school starts. I don't know either. Seven? Um, <clears throat> probably something like that. Yeah, surprising that's such a big challenge. Well, the big issue, too, is a lot of high school, why, why I guess parents are kind of um, not too happy with it, is because a lot of these teenagers get their little siblings to school and are needed during um, the morning hours, or I guess need to be on the same schedule as the mm -hmm. morning hours, versus having like a separate schedule later on. Um, but, I mean, my high school started something at, at 8.30. I know my elementary school started at like 9.30, but that's obviously in a way different place. Well... There you go. There's some other stuff happening in Florida, aren't it? Looks like yeah. So lots of laws went by, um, and so a few of them that were mentioned in the article uh, that will go into effect in January is um, a, um, 
uh, driving law. So requiring you to slow down or move over for disabled drivers. So if someone's flashing their alerts and trying to move over, you're supposed to move over for them, which is currently the rule for emergency vehicles, like move to the right. I find this one pretty null and void. I mean, does anybody, I've never seen anyone even do it for an emergency vehicle. I feel like the Florida uh respect sure. for emergency vehicles sure is awful do. but um apparently now you're supposed to do it for disabled drivers as well and then uh new law broadens the list of companies with with which state agencies and local governments are barred from conducting businesses with um and so an example of one of the the rules is if you're doing business with iran you can't be doing business with the the state and there is different business restrictions as well um financial reporting and so municipal elected officials are now required to submit personal financial information regarding their incomes assets and liabilities and uh, apparently this has already led to some resignations in tampa bay really yes um so i guess four st pete beach commissioners resigned over this new law um and then the one that doesn't really fit into the rest but campsite reservations so floridians can now reserve campsites at state parks one month before those who hail from other states can um which as for those of anyone who's tried to reserve a campsite in the state of florida knows that like if you're not on the portal the minute the hour changes to the six months before you're not getting a spot so i guess yeah, they're booked yeah so i guess this will be pretty helpful for um booking campsites and then lastly uh or not lastly but last one noted in this article was lactation spaces in courthouses are now required to be provided so just kind of a whole bunch of different laws coming in a whole bunch of different directions but a reminder to read up on these things um if it's something that is of interest to you and you want to know what's going on um also happening in the legislature is a florida ban on um businesses going cashless so Interesting. People might have been seeing that some businesses have made the decision to go cashless. Lots of businesses, yeah. Um, and the bill in Tallahassee would now require that you're not allowed to do that. Um, and so they're saying that the concern is that these businesses shut up people out of the economy, like the working class and the elderly, from being able to buy what they want. Um, under the bill, only certain businesses will be able to be card only, things like parking lots where you're not dealing with like an attendant or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then also in the free Florida Supreme Court right now is arguments being heard about the abortion amendment cases. So for those of you who um, don't remember or haven't heard, um, the 15-week abortion ban, uh, which went into effect July 2022, is currently in the Florida Supreme Court. Mm. While that's been in the Supreme Court, they the governor... Um, created a more restrictive six-week ban that is also now tied up in the courts. And so... Um, just the, they're gonna, the ruling will be made. And, um, if it passed, the 15 week law will remain in a place. Um, like if the ruling on the 15 week law is found just, then the six week ban will immediately go into effect until that's decided on as well. Interesting. Um, however, a group called the Florida Freedom Fighters has created a, a, um, a petition to have the abortion law appear on the ballot. Mm. And so they're 27,000 votes away from it appearing on the ballot and they don't have, they have a very short window coming up here, but essentially you need like 800. It's a very specific number. You need like 893, 527, something like that to get something on the, but I'm assuming they linked that out. That's in the article. If you go over on the streets and we can link out to that. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but again, if it's something that you don't feel is just, you can join the petition or follow the case or whatever you're, you're interested in. 
Um, but they'll be hearing the oral arguments next month. And so um, this will help to, or this will determine the their ruling on abortion rights in the state. Um, and specifically, if it's constitutional, right? That's the big question right now is if the, is this law constitutional? Lots of state level stuff this week. I guess it's just the season, right? Because yeah. it's the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, coming out of all the laws roll out. Yeah. They affect us here locally, so we want to make sure we, we cover them. Yeah, absolutely they do. Um, because you really don't have, like, it's not like Tampa Bay can say we want cashless or we want, you know, abortion rights if the state's not on board with yeah, it, Yeah, right? so I immediately just thought of King State where I'm like, yeah. that's, that's been cashless since day one. Yeah. And uh, I'm sounds like they won't be able to do that. I mean, that, yeah, and I correct. know for them was a very intentional decision that they made when they opened up. Um, yeah. I'm, actually, I'm curious to hit them up. Love to hear what you guys think if you're listening. Yeah, and actually the article that we linked um, has um, owner of the Blind Tiger. Um, making his comment about, um, you know, Blind Tiger obviously is cashless and... Are they? Uh, sorry, cash and credit card. Okay. They do both, yeah, cash I and thought, credit thought, card. Yeah. And um, he believes in that choice, right, to be able to do one or the other, but understands where maybe the, you know, the legislation is coming from. But ultimately... It's an interesting question because as a business owner, it's like, well, I could do whatever I want. What if I just said you could pay only in Ethereum? Like you can yeah. pay, you know, it's like, why couldn't I take whatever I want to take in trade? Right. And that's interestingly where... enough, though, the question of something like legal tender is a tricky one because it's like, does that mean I have to take? So like in, you know, they made Bitcoin legal tender in uh, El Salvador and businesses have to take it. Yeah, I think it's a complicated issue. It's a legal tender issue. Yeah. yeah um, but I do think choice should be there, right? I mean, businesses. But at the same time, I know my parents just road tripped. Uh, well, not just a couple of years ago, we're road tripping across the U.S. and a whole bunch of places. They couldn't like cash was useless. They couldn't. Nobody was taking cash yeah. anymore. Right. Which doesn't encourage you to engage in the economy um, because like you don't have cash going back and forth. Right. So uh, complex, but read more about it in this article. And, you know, it is a state level decision, but obviously some local business owners are voicing their comments um, as well. So a great thing to read up on. Um. And so speaking of the economy, um, the Florida state leaders are looking to address the rising homeowners insurance costs. And so um, according to the Insurance Information Institute, homeowners insurance has increased 102% in yep. the last three years in Florida. Florida's getting destroyed. Everyone's leaving. All the insurance companies are out. The ones that are here want yeah. your first kid or whatever. <laughs> well, apparently we cost three times more than the national average, yeah. um, which I guess the average was 6000 um, and so we're three times more than that. Cause you think well, that's just home. to be like, I have a mortgage, but then, you know, you just got to look in and go, yeah, you want like flood or FEMA right. or storm protection. There's a lot of that's not included in that overpriced, yeah. uh, insurance to begin with, which is the things that we face in Florida, right? That's hurricanes, why they're pulling flood, out. It's hurricanes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, try to get insurance during hurricane season. It's, there's yeah. no such thing. Well, um, Lawmakers are proposing solutions that include direct subsidies, allowing state-run insurance to cover more homes. That's like the citizen, right? Like having your home qualify for that. Um, lowering reinsurance costs and more transparency for the insurer. But ultimately, they kind of said, this is where we're being dealt. Um, yeah. You might see lower increases in rates, but rates are going to continue to go up. I mean, when you think about the multitude of factors affecting it, it's not just the hurricanes, right? It's our property values are going up. Our, the demand for homes are going up, right? The lack of availability of housing. So, yeah, is that rate that they're measuring against the rest of the country or whatever that we're higher than, um, is it against, is it a percentage rate, like against like the value of our homes or just the 
the flat actual flat rate. Yeah, the flat. I'm not number. sure. I'd have to. Yeah, look that's back. interesting because I mean, yeah, we have. I mean, we have rapidly increasing property values, rental prices, uh, and insurance as well. Uh, yeah, it's getting to be a very you know, very expensive state to live in. We've got uh, a lot of people coming from much more expensive places, making this yeah. place a more expensive place. And you wonder too how that affects it because if you're insuring a second home, it's going to be more, right? If nobody's occupying your home or if it's a rental mm-hmm. property, it's automatically a higher insurance premium. Um, so you wonder how that affects this 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 scoring, right? There is a lot of different factors. You know, nobody's buying a second home in North Dakota and then getting it insured for and and then having hurricanes and floods and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Um, so we are in a very different market in Florida. But they're talking about it and they're seeing um what they can do. Um some lighter things happening in the Tampa Bay. Uh Pasco County has recommended a 37-mile bike trail project. So this new walk bike trail would extend north to Trilby. Trilby. And uh, crisscross two north south routes of the crisscross the Suncoast Trail and the Withlacoochee State Trail. So um, really just connecting those bikes paths once again, which has been a longstanding priority of the Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I mean, I do consider Pasco a little outside of our normal scope, but it was bike related. And we thought, you know, let's let's throw it in. Hopefully in time, we'll see interconnectedness between all of Mm -hmm. our counties um, with these trails. Yeah. Um, That's cool. It's cool to see. And then in very specific Tampa news, um, uh, Tampa's new water filtration system is expected to help remove forever chemicals and be the first of its kind in a U.S. city. Um, to What's get... a forever chemical? So they're considered PFAs. So a large amount of uh, it's basically a family of toxic man-made chemicals and compounds used in, in some like things we consume, things we wear, just in food. all. So not necessarily in food itself, but in its past. So like microwave popcorn, the bag that that's is in, it has PFAs in it. Uh, Interesting. Uh, they listed out a whole bunch of things. It's actually a like a mini podcast. It's like a three minute li- little listen. All right. Um, with a WFA, I want to say. Um, but basically they're in everything. They're in our clothing. They're in our foods and. They're therefore all around us. And so they end up in our water source because our garbage and our body and our clothes in the wash and just they're in, in our water source. Um, and so exposure to these, these chemicals actually, um, prevent us from the ability to fight infections, affect our reproductive health and our direct causes of cancer. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> yes. And that's why I don't drink water. No, <laughs> <laughs> and there's actually currently like, um, what's it called? Like people asking for a response from the companies that are like the largest producers of these chemicals, mm-hmm. like 3M and, um, do, do Plex DuPont, the other chemical company. Yeah. 3M. Mm. Um, because that these are the things in their products. Um, however, the good news is, is that Tampa will be the first U S city to have a, a filtration system. Um, and so this is a Dutch technology and it's called suspended ion exchange or known as six. Um, it plans to filter 140 million gallons per day. Mm. Um, and so already like there's, um, legislation around how much PFAs are allowed to be in your city water to begin with. And so the limit is six. I don't know what that means. Six something. I'll have five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Tampa testing their water did have some of their samples come up with six. So they range between like three and six. I think it's like. So no, that helped necessitate or move along some of the funding necessary to put this yeah. in place. So it's already been passed in um, 
our council, like through the city, like mm-hmm. the city council. And so the rate increases are already planned for in your city water um, bills. And so every October they'll increase to support, but it's part of a larger kind of infrastructure with our city water to begin with. Um, anyways, so we're gonna have to keep consuming these chemicals because it's not gonna be done until 2032. And, uh, once, and it's gonna cost $200 million to get there. But once it's done, they anticipated saving the city money because, like, we have, I don't know, more efficient systems. And so it won't cost as much. Like, overall filtration won't cost as much. Um, but Tampa's been talking a lot about water between you know water limits and water filtration and we tried doing a like a recovered water kind of bill not too long ago so um it's the main thing we need to survive so it's important to pay attention to it's also what is destroying our homes and making us not be able to use shirts yes very it's yeah. a very important topic you in know it's Florida. also in mythology it's usually symbolizes mm-hmm. chaos uh anyway mm-hmm. i don't know how how that's interesting but it is uh uh a lot of a lot of water a lot of water topics for well, don't us. Don't come to Florida if you're afraid of water because <laughs> it's here. Um, so events happening this weekend and into the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Ringling Bros Brothers Circus is happening January 5th through 7th at Emily Arena. Tickets are actually really affordable. It's 20 bucks a pop. Well, starting at 20 bucks a pop. Obviously, they get much more expensive. But they're going to have shows um, Friday the 5th through the following or or that that Sunday the seventh, um, with like you this know, Sunday. This yes, Sunday, this weekend, yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yep. Um, from seven, eleven to three, so they have some different options. Um, for what time you want to go check them out, but there's actually some really cool videos about like why they're bringing the circus back in this way, um, how they've got here, and and kind a lot of, of the, huge history here, yeah, with yeah. Ringling. And for those who don't know, Ringling Brothers is technically Sarasota is part of Tampa Bay and so they're from Sarasota. Do we just include is Miami part of Tampa Bay No, they're now? not. It's anything that, <laughs> it's like, what do we just include everyone? I never everyone considered Sarasota and Tampa Bay but when you go to Sarasota they say Tampa Bay. Uh, By the way, I love this. So we use, you know, we do this week uh, in Tampa history. We sometimes go to this website called Tampa, is it Tampa Picks? Yeah. And at the top of their header on their website, I just love this. It tickled me so much. It said, we are Tampa. Not, not Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Ringling is in Sarasota, right? They started there. Started so like hundred, yep. like a yeah, hundred yeah, years yeah. ago. Now you right? have the college and all yeah. that. Yep. And the history there is still really, really rich. Like I actually had a family friend who bought a property and there was like evidence of like large animals being tied down. So they had like big chains for like tigers. Oh and, wow! Yeah, isn't that cool? And like all kinds of weird stuff, like elephant. It just all kinds of weird stuff. So whoever owned this property had like interesting was part of the circus in some way. By the way, I'm gonna take up a little more of our time. You want to hear a interesting thing about elephants? Sure. It's tying down elephants. Uh, so um, if if you do you know this? I think so. Yeah. If you have an elephant um, and it's a baby, you put a stick in the ground and you tie a string to its foot, and obviously the sticks it's staked like a dog or a cat mm-hmm. or whatever. It can't get away. Well, they you know they have really they're known for really good memories or whatever. Well, elephants get enormous, obviously, but once you've done that to a juvenile elephant, you can just put a twig in the ground and a piece of string around its foot, and it will not go anywhere forever. Um, that is enough to hold it in place. So you can tie a full-grown elephant that was trained in that way down with just a little twig and some string. I have heard that before. Yeah. I love pondering that and just thinking <laughs> about ways that maybe we. We have similar ways that we uh, we are uh, not allowing ourselves to be free in ways we can mm-hmm. easily walk away. Yeah. 
And but you do have to consider that domestication over, you know, hundred years. Getting all domestic, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and it's a really cool. Like, is that considered a proverb or something like that? When it's like a lesson Sh- in that proverbial? way. Proverbial, yeah. Proverbial. By the way, Comic Con. Speaking of proverbs. Uh, yeah, Comic Con's <laughs> also going to be this weekend. It's going to be in downtown St. Pete, um, and it's also pretty affordable. It, it, it's funny to me actually. The description. I'll, I'll just read it. Is uh, so it's a two day convention that features comics anime pop culture and makeup sfx and cosplay but it's probably a nerd event which nerd includes event. um all that what i which i listed and so it will be um at the coliseum in downtown st pete um tickets are 25 dollars for a single day or 40 for two um also happening next week in the middle of the week on wednesday january 10th at 6 30 p.m um author dr kevin kokomore which is kind of a cool last name We'll discuss important Spanish legacies unique to the Tampa Bay area mm. um, at the Tico Hall at the History Center. And so you could go. It's a free event. You can register in advance and you can actually attend it online, too. But you can learn about how Spanish seafarers interacted with the region and how shipwrecks impacted the West Coast of Florida and its development. That's some substantial stuff. I'm, I'm very interested in that. And Florida Conversations is an ongoing uh, free lecture series. And so if, uh, you know, maybe this topic doesn't interest you, there's more. It's like an ongoing free thing that the History Center offers. So definitely check out um, kind of their schedule. I think I'm free. So I hope to see some of you there on Wednesday, January 10th. And then Gasparilla Music Festival, it will be um, next month. Yep. And tickets are also pretty affordable considering, you know, you're getting – some really good artists. They announced their lineup. Louis the Child, Big Gigantic, Young the Giant, Lake Street Dive, and, and lots more. But this is the 13th annual Gasparilla Music Festival. Um, will be held at Julian B. Lane Riverfront Park. And it's $45 for a single day ticket, $75 for two, and $95 for three. Um, and it's right here in uh, downtown Tampa. So that's what's going on. I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please uh, comment on the show, get in touch with us, rate the show, share the show. Also, make sure you're subscribed to Word on the Streets, the newsletter version of this where you can read along some stuff and actually get a few other things like podcasts of the week and some other links that we might share in there. Uh, Possibly, I can't make promises, but we're just about to finish up our quarter four kind of annual report video for the year for Wobalt Cities. I am hoping we get that done and can release it with the newsletter this week. If not, you'll see it next week. Um, We will be out at Harvest Hope uh, this morning sharing groceries with the Kinship Mobile Free Market from 1030 to 1130 and also working in the garden at Ybor Street Community Garden from 10 to 12. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good.